Hello, hello. You are listening to Fun in the Locker Room on 89.1 WXVU Radio. We are back. Happy Wednesday to our lovely listeners. We'll be on here every Wednesday from 1 to 2.30. Starting today, my name is Liam Holloway. I am here with my lovely co-host, Sean Rankle, and we're here to discuss everything that we missed the past couple months in sports. Yeah, there's a lot of catch-up on. No Truett today. He'll be back next week. So, going to save a couple things like till next week, like our uh, worst takes of the year and our best takes of the year. I think we're all really excited for that segment to uh, hear all the terrible things that we all said on this show this year. And yeah, excited for that next week. But a lot of a lot of football to recap this past couple of weeks. We missed. I think we finished uh, around week fifteen. So, finishing up the season, playoffs, lots of stuff to get into. Um, let's. I guess let's jump right into it. Bengals Chiefs this weekend. First of all, great game. My God. And Truett said this a while ago that, you know, Bengals and Chiefs are going to be the two butting heads in the AFC for the Years. foreseeable future. Yeah. And, I he, I mean, he hit that spot on. It wasn't too much of a hot take, but, man, Burrow and Mahomes, that's going to be the QB battle we're going to see forever, it seems like. Now. Yeah, and the fact that not only are they two great quarterbacks, but they both have a pass catcher around them just makes them so much better. Like yeah. The things Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey can do on the football field is absolutely ridiculous. Like Joe Burrow is just targeting Jamar Chase every tough situation you get in. Travis Kelsey is literally the safety blanket for Patrick Holmes. Patrick Holmes running around the football field on one leg, literally, yeah. on multiple times. Like He was hopping, he making throws. Won the game on one leg. Yeah, absolutely insane. So it's just not only are the quarterbacks so good, but the people around them are just so good and locked in for such a long time. Coaches are great. These two teams are just going to be around for a while. But it was it was good to see. You know, coming into this game, I was a little I was a little I was a little upset at some of the antics that the Bengals were doing. My god, um, yeah. Some of their fans, especially that mayor, um, <laughs> you know, talking a lot of garbage to the Chiefs. I know they were 3 and 0 against them all time. Burrow versus Mahomes head to head. But the Bengals were you guys haven't won anything yet. Never want anything. Stay a little humble, and it came back to bite him in the butt. You you heard what Travis Kelsey had to say after the game. Yeah, all this Burrow head stuff that they kept talking about, yeah. like they own the stadium. Like my God, just you, you do your talking after you win. Mm-hmm. You don't do it before, and it came back to bite them. They were on freezing cold takes. Not a good look. And the Chiefs did their talking after the game. Yeah. Um, getting into the game, there was a lot of. Controversial calls, <laughs> yeah, questionable calls, questionable a lot calls of them. that a lot, of them. a lot of Bengals fans are upset about. At least in my eyes, that play that ended the game, that illegally uh, unnecessary roughness is what they yeah. called. That seemed like almost as clear a foul yeah, that, I've ever seen in that, my life. That was a late hit, hundred percent. I don't like, think there's any question. They're calling it all year. He, Patty Mahomes, literally had two feet on the white when he got pushed. Like, and you just don't hit a quarterback then anyway. You can't. Not. Not to mention it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, they, they protect these guys ridiculously. You see this all year long. They can play plenty of complaints this year about how much they're protecting the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one play in the end of the Giants season when Dexter Lawrence oh just, like, gosh. was rolling around at the quarterback. And he, I think it was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins released the ball because Dexter Lawrence just, like, felt bad throwing him to the ground because there was going to be a penalty on it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They call these things all year. We saw Joey Bosa upset about it early mm-hmm. in the season in the Chargers game. But, yeah, that was pretty clear. But the third... 
the third down situation, a lot of Bengals fans were upset about how like was the Chiefs the, the grounding or the Chiefs like got the play and then they said so the play didn't count and the Chiefs get play the play again like oh, towards the end of the fourth yeah. quarter. But as everyone's saying, they did the right play. They just took a while to get to the right result. I feel like sometimes I like how the referees can make the decision correct, even if it takes a couple times. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's always interesting, and I think we've seen it. In these past years, more than others, the referees just seem to find themselves, you know, very involved yeah. in every game, which is not what you want. No. You don't even want to think about them. But in football, such a physical sport, you know, it's going to be like that more ways than than not. Um, and it's other sports in general because, like, you know, you see that all the time. In basketball. We'll, we'll talk about basketball. I know, but, like, we'll talk about basketball. these are two sports where I really believe that if you broke a play down every single time, you could find a foul there every, every time. single time. Yeah, like there's, there's a holding sometimes. Yeah, every like, every time. There's, there's a, a PI. Holding. Some yeah. defensive backs touching the wide receiver too much. I don't know. I feel like in general the referees do a good job with it, and it's quite impressive, especially with like the toe taps and how they get these plays correct 99 percent of the time, even without replays. But it's still just situations where you're like, are they doing too much? Yeah. So what ended up happening was Chiefs won by three. Last, what was it, like five minutes of the game were crazy. Yeah. Chiefs elected to punt on the Bengals, what was it, 40-something mm-hmm. yard line. They punted with two minutes left. It was kind of questionable there. I don't know. I guess it was windy conditions. You trust, know, Trust the defense. You trust your defense, and that's what happened. They got after Burrow, put him on the ground, and, man, the, that Bengals offensive line, they got to do something. I don't like literally last year they have terrible four of the five starters this year are different than last year when they went to the Super Bowl. They had three guys get hurt the towards the playoffs, which led to this big problem, but they const Joe Burrow is constantly getting sacked. Like I don't understand how this game was close. Those first five plays of the game, I think he got sacked three times. Mm-hmm. And was it the last two drives? I think he got sacked on third down. Yeah. It was crazy. But Burrow, you know, he's under pressure the entire game. Still it's unbelievable how fast he gets rid of the ball. Oh, yeah. If he had a decent O-line, I don't think this game would have been close. Um, but he, he Burrow played pretty well. It's just, you know, it's tough when you're always under pressure. I want to give some guys on the Chiefs credit, though. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco. Unbelievable. I I really like this guy. Seventh-round rookie. Uh, Seventh-round out of Rutgers, yep. Yeah. Starting football school. Um <laughs> Looked great rushing the ball. Just he's so aggressive in the way he runs and, and catching wise, he's incredible. Got to give it up to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. He had a hell of a, a game couple as big well. catches. I think he had over a hundred yards mm-hmm. and touchdown. And then of course the Cincinnati receiving core: T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Boyd didn't have you he know hurt towards the end of the yeah, game, but yeah, super game. But those those guys did their job. It, overall, great game. Um, shout out to the Bengals and. Their star cornerback, Mr. Eli Apple. <laughs> you know, he was talking a lot of garbage oh on God. Twitter. And uh, it came back to bite him. All this Cancun on three, like, stuff. And <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, he was a problem with the Giants. He <laughs> talked all this stuff last year for the Super Bowl and got cooked by Cooper Cup terribly in the Super yeah. Bowl. He was a problem with the Saints, too, yeah. I'll tell you that. And he got cooked again today. Like, come on. Somebody take away his phone and just have him <laughs> practice playing defense this offseason. Maybe he'll get better. I'm just never going to understand it. You can always talk after the game. And that's what the Chiefs did. Exactly. And look how it turned out for him. Yeah. You know? 
and you could you could tell that they like like I know a lot of athletes these days or a lot of like I feel like maybe older athletes like the Tom Brady's the Bill Belichick's and those type of things you wouldn't they wouldn't show you the motivation that they got like you could tell this Chiefs team heard all mm-hmm. the stuff all week heard all the news all the noise and just channeled it into just <laughs> destroying the Bengals because ah. I got to give Patrick the shadow like I don't understand how he's doing it out there. On one leg. On one leg. Like, he's hopping around there. You could tell he's not 100%. Like, it's insane. A high ankle sprain? Like, typically, that's like six weeks. That's what I was going to say. He was doing four hours of, like, therapy on it a day leading up to this game. It, it's, it takes three to six weeks just to recover. Not even to be able to play, but to, like, recover. Yeah. And like, he played incredible. Like, to compare it to other quarterbacks, there's quarterbacks in this league that the team does not like and thinks are divas, like Aaron Rodgers, Russell yep. Wilson, those guys don't work well with their team. If you're a teammate of Pedro Holmes, you're like, my God, this guy's putting his like leg on the line. Like He is in so much pain, and he's pushing through it and like trying to win this game. It's absolutely incredible. He's doing all he can to win, and I love it. He reminds me of like a LeBron or a Michael Jordan type of guy that people want to play with him, yeah. and they play so much better around him. He yeah. just makes everyone better around him. Like his wide receiving course, like <laughs> on paper they're not that good. <laughs> Juju, Marcus yeah. Valenciennes, and both those guys, and Juju got hurt. Yeah. They were playing with, uh, by the end of the game, I don't even know who it was. Whoever that 24 guy was, Sky Moore. Sky Moore, Sky the rookie, yep. Hardman, you know, Marcus Kemp. Hardman got hurt, Tony got hurt. <laughs> Noah Justin Gray. Watson was playing yeah. a couple possessions, like, I don't know. It's incredible what he does with this team. I think they there was a stat: ten different players in the Chiefs' offense caught passes in that game. Like, yeah. what offense can do things like that? Shout out to Andy Reid for oh, what he's doing. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say next. He has done an unbelievable job, but you know his job is is somewhat easy when you yeah. have a quarterback <laughs> like Pat Mahomes, who he could retire tomorrow. He'd be a Hall of Famer first. Ballot, Absolutely, no doubt. Five AFC Championship games that, in his career. It's Tom Brady like. Yeah. You know, he hasn't lost a playoff game in regulation. That that was the other stat, too. Isn't that wow. crazy? Wow. So, no, it's just absurd. The things that he's able to do on the football field. You know, he, he does things that we've never seen before. Um, they I guess, have been to... Sorry. Four straight... Five straight conference championship games. Yeah. Five straight. Every single time he's... Like, he's been a starter. Every single time he's been a starter. Like, Tom Brady did this 10 times, and he's going to do it 10 times in his first 10 seasons. <laughs> first 10 seasons. <laughs> My God. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absurd. He is just another talent. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears, we'll talk about the NFC now. Yeah. NFC ship. 49ers, Eagles. And this game had a lot of hype coming into it. Um, obviously, the two juggernauts of the NFC. Um Eagles yeah. offense, best in the league. Niners defense, best in the league. Putting strength against strength, see what was going to happen. And unfortunately, you know, we didn't see a whole a good fight. No. Injuries happen. First drive of the yeah. game for the Niners. And Brock Purdy getting his UCL torn on a play that I've seen it a couple times now. And do you know who they had blocking Hassan Reddick? The backup tight end was the scheme to block Hassan Reddick. Like, you. Like Kyle Shanahan, I he's, love you. He's, he's great too coach. smart for that. But like, why Hassan Reddick is top three defensive ends in the league, and you're putting a backup tight end trying to block him? Like Brock Purdy had no chance out there. He's too smart. Another freak play though, because like, how often are you getting hit in the arm like that? Like the exact spot while you're throwing the ball. But yeah, it sucked. 
It did. He was 4-4 four, four before that, too. Yeah, and he was he, eight straight wins, Brock Purdy. like. Yeah, and we talked about this a while ago. Yeah. Um, we said, if they do make it to the NFC ship, mm-hmm. do you start him over Jimmy G, assuming Jimmy G is healthy? I think there's no question that he has to start, considering he he literally hasn't lost the game. So I actually have a, I have a th- I had a thought this while watching the game. Do you think Jimmy G was healthy? And judging by his big smile on the sidelines, he didn't look like he was in too much. I pain. wonder if Kyle Shanahan decided we're sticking with Purdy and and made him mad. And I know I don't I don't want to have the like the headache of saying Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy and backing him up. And like if oh. Purdy gets Purdy's not playing well, then there's pressure on Purdy like to yeah. throw throw grapple or something like that. So I wonder if it ended up biting him in the butt that they didn't do this, like that they didn't dress grapple. I don't know. Yeah, I I could totally see that because you don't want to start a QB controversy in, in the, the NFC Championship. <laughs> yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. However, I think you know Jimmy G. He played back up to Tom Brady. Um, obviously, Brock Purdy didn't lose a game coming yeah. into this. He had all the momentum. His team was riding for him. I don't think felt bad for the guy. Yeah, you can't. If you're Jimmy G, you know, you can't really be upset to be backing up this game, especially coming off your injury. Yeah, but it really did bite the Niners in the butt. And then Josh Johnson got the concussion. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Right. Shout out to McCaffrey. Maybe it's just me, but I was like pretty sad after the game he couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. Christian McCaffrey threw the ball like 30 yards down the field. <laughs> it was to nobody, but it was 30 yards down the field. <laughs> like, I don't know why we didn't see a little more Christian McCaffrey out there. Just like, what? You're down 24 nothing in the NFC yeah. Championship game. Like, just try something out there. Yeah, by then the, the game was just over, and, you know, the Eagles. They're, they're a great team. Dominant. I, I hate to say it. But they, they don't really have much flaws in that team. They've not, got a, a not on either side of the ball. Great quarterback. Great the offense line off, is the best in the league. By far. They have what, two two Hall of Famers yeah. on that line. There's a lot of controversy or so the other day about Lane Johnson jumping off sides every every jumping early every single play. Because I don't know when I was watching the game, Lane Johnson takes a huge step back yeah, right before like, like it, right? Like literally he's seen early, but apparently he was like exactly tying the snap cap tying timing the snap count. I don't know. But they're really good. Miles Sanders is really good. Gainwell was good. Gainwell had a great game. Boston Scott, the giant killer, was really good. Their wide receivers, like, where's the weakness? They they don't have one. It's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. It's going to be great. Do you think the Chiefs can do it? You know, there's one thing you can never do. And we, we did this last year. Mm-hmm. We counted out the Chiefs. Can't count out the Chiefs, no. no matter who they're playing. Nope. And, you know, they're very experienced, and I don't know. The Eagles look unbeatable right now, but if there's one team to do it, it is the Chiefs. And historically, Patrick Mahomes has had every team in the NFL, he's had their number. Yeah. I think my biggest fear about this game, if I'm a Chiefs fan, is that Eagles pass rush. Yeah, you have to protect. Because Patrick Mahomes on, I'm, he's got another two weeks, so theoretically be three weeks out for the injury, yeah. so he should be better. But still, he's not going to be 100%. And he's not going to be able to move around as much as he used to. And with that pass rush, just insane. It's going to be interesting to see if he can do it. And especially, you know, the Chiefs going against the Swiss cheese, Bengals offensive line. They're going up against a juggernaut. That is true. And they get pressure on Jalen Hurts. It's going to be really tough. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, he can hurt you in so many ways with his legs. With his receiving core is just 
incredible. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Goddard, you know, Quez Watkins didn't even have a catch. Yeah. Guy's still great. Um, and the Chiefs' corners aren't that great. They really aren't. They, they, there was something about they play a lot of zone typically, and it's going to be hard to play zone against this yeah. read option that the uh, Eagles run. Especially so. with how the Eagles' run game looked, too. Yeah. It's going to be a great game regardless. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll get into predictions next week when Truett's back. Yeah. We'll see We'll see how the week goes on, if there's any new news on how Mahomes' ankle is doing. Chiefs' cornerbacks are Trent McDuffie and who? Jarius Sneed. Oh, Sneed's not bad. Sneed's not terrible. And their their safeties are Justin Reed and Juwan Thornhill. I don't know who those guys are. Yeah, I, I, Sneed's I'm, not I'm bad though. I, I I don't mind Sneed. Yeah, but you match him against AJ Brown. You <laughs> yeah, got Devontae yeah. Smith on the other side. I get, hey, you can say that about anyone. That's true. That's true. And they held it against uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins, all those guys. So. We will it's, get into predictions next week about this game with Truett back, and we'll hear his opinions on it all, because I know he was personally very excited that the Eagles won against the Niners as a uh, Seahawks fan himself. Yeah. It, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty happy to see that one, too. Fell right into my prediction, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Yep. Um, other playoff stuff I want to talk about, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Throw the franchise away. Throw it away. My God. Is there? I, you don't, I don't think there's another t- franchise in sports that just gets so much hope and are so good and just can't ever do anything with it. Like there's a lot of bad franchises in sports, and fine, you're bad. You expect you're bad, you're gonna be really bad. But the Chargers just have so much hope. Twenty-seven to nothing. I would do not watch the game, but I, I was at a bar and I saw the score was twenty-seven nothing. I was like, I, that's ever like that's game's over. Like I don't have to watch this thing. My God! And not only was it twenty to seven and nothing, that lead that they had, it wasn't like a great lead either. They got it off purely because of four picks. Four picks, and what was it? Five, it was five turnovers. Four picks, five turnovers. Two of those Dante times, Samuel had like three picks. Yeah, <laughs> and two of those times, they only kicked a field goal when they were in the red zone. So, Justin Herbert, he didn't have a good game. No. By any means. But Trevor Lawrence, after arguably one of the worst first-half performances you've ever seen, he came out and just, he destroyed he destroyed the Chargers. And that comeback was crazy. Yeah. I, I'm surprised Brandon Staley still his job oh. after that. I know they fired their office coordinator and replaced him with Kellen Moore, who, Kellen Moore's a decent office coordinator. I don't love him. You see what the... Cowboys do every year yeah. on offense, but I I really thought that they would go after Sean Payton. I thought that would have been perfect. I thought it would have been a perfect fit. With I feel f- like Sean Payton would have loved that. Because you could mold Justin Herbert into whatever you want if mm-hmm. you're Sean Payton. You have weapons. Weapons on offense. And we talk about this every year, how the Chargers, on paper, are absolutely loaded. And they have a great defense. They have defensive players. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they didn't target Sean Payton because what he could have done with that team, it it would have been pretty impressive. But they had one of the worst, Whew. one of the worst collapses I think we've seen, reminiscent of a twenty-eight to three comeback. But this was just this was atrocious. Question for you: Is Justin Herbert overrated? Yeah, I think so. I, I saw some. He never he never like goes out and wins games. I, I 
that's true, but I just I still have the the vision of last year in that Chargers Raiders game to end of the season when we we're all rooting for the tie. Oh. The amount of times he had, it was like fourth and something, and, yeah, and he and just he, was like he got that yep slinging the ball, and I was like wow, it's just like he's got pure talent. I feel he's got a lot of pure talent, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of quarterbacks in the league nowadays don't have don't have nearly enough talent as Justin Herbert does. He just can't find a way to win the game, and it's on him. Is on the team. I don't know, but. They're, the Chargers, they've been a very play-up, play-down type of team. Yeah, always. And they never... I, I'm going to look at the, their past season. They, From the looks of it, they haven't... They didn't have a convincing win all season. Their best win, 31-10 to 10 over the Rams. Yeah. In a week, week 17 home game versus the Rams who won, what, four games this season? Five, three, yeah, and it was, whatever Baker it was. Mayfield's the quarterback. Yeah. That was their most convincing win. Other than that, they beat the Colts by 17. Every other game, one-score game. Yeah. I, I I don't understand it. <laughs> I am constantly flabbergasted about this team. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't they, they literally have gone. So, like, I know we talk about the Packers, like, having going back from two Hall of Famer quarterbacks back-to-back and only having two Super Bowls in the past 30 years of that. The Chargers have gone from – Two Hall of Fame talented players. Like, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame talent. Mm-hmm. He might not get in the Hall of Fame because he hasn't won anything. And Justin Herbert's got the talent, and it's done nothing. I wonder what it, is the issue coaching. It, it gets to this point where it's like, there's so many teams, like, I, it's a New York problem. Like, I, I think of the Jets and I think of the Knicks, but like, is it ownership? Because year after yeah. year, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the general manager is, it always happens. That's why it's so surprising they didn't try and bring Sean Payton in. Yeah, change it up. Get a get a guy who is a known winner. He knows what he's doing. Arguably one of the greatest offensive coaches the game has ever seen. Yeah, it's right there. I I don't know. Clear as day. But you had to give him stuff up for him. But still, the team this team has stuff. Like you don't need a pick. This team doesn't need a first round pick. He's a head coach. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Use your first round pick on head coach. So we're gonna see what the Chargers do, but man, after that game, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just disbanded the franchise because <laughs> that that was pathetic. They should. That was gross. On a um on a happier note, Sean, let's talk about your Giants. Yeah, it was it was a fun time while it lasted. First time in six seven years. Like if you would have told me freshman year. I was sitting in my dorm room all sad about another Giants losing season. The Giants would make the playoffs in my college time. The Giants would win a playoff game. Yeah, my God. That felt so good. That was just like a hard-nosed football game that we just grinded it against the Vikings. We played so well offensively. We just been, it was just getting better and better. And then we had to run into the Eagles who just... Yeah, the Eagles are the Eagles. They're a better team. I but, think the writing was on the table for this game. A lot of people said coming into this game, the Vikings... Yeah. I'm not going to... Uh, Boast, but I, I I was one of those people. <laughs> uh, Giants just looked great that game, though. They did. Daniel Jones, game of the year. Mm-hmm. It, he played incredible. All this Daniel Jones slander <laughs> for three years. He's talented. We had this conversation last year. Is he the quarterback of the future? You said no. I was probably wavering on it. Yeah. What, are we, what are we saying now? He is. He is. And I, I, I want him back for like four years, $30 million a year, four years, 35 something like that. And build around a team because give him, give him a wide receiver, a number one wide receiver. We see all these quarterbacks year after year who get better. 
when they get a wide receiver. <laughs> Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Jalen Hurts and E.J. Brown. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Isaiah Hodgins. Love the man. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. But Hell of a competitor. When you got Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Richie James as your receiving core, you're not going to win. It's going to be tough to win games. It's going to be tough. Giants, Giants somehow won. But next year, Wondell Robinson's back. He's a number two-ish. Isaiah Hodgins going to be a three. Gary Slayton's a four. We need a one. We need a one. I need I need the T Higgins. I need the DeAndre Hopkins. I need yeah. the Brandon Ayuk. I need a. That's what I was gonna say. Somebody. D- what about a D Hop? Because you know he's not staying. One in of those three. I kind of prefer Higgins because he's younger, and Brandon Ayuk's also younger, but they're not as talented as D Hop is. I don't know. I, I need somebody. I think the Giants will go out and get someone. I think they will also. Because n- you found your quarterback, you have your running back, you I, have I, your head coach. The running back's the issue part. You I, really think so? Is I don't know if one? they bring him back. I think after this year, you have to. I don't think it's a question. None of these... I, I, it's really a painful thing for me because I love Saquon. But... How much do you have to pay him? He's he, We offered that's him 12 the, in, in midseason and he turned it down. I think he wants 15. And that's like Christian McCaffrey money and we just see these contracts don't work out. That is true. Especially for running backs. Yeah, that's my problem. Like I love him and I want him to stay here, but... I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I think they might franchise it. Maybe who who else would you get though? That's the that, problem. You're gonna have to spend money either way. Yeah, that's true. Take the Steve Cohen approach. Just do it. Well, it's different in baseball because there's no salary yeah. cap. I mean, I'll, I'll we can talk about salary cap. The Saints are over the cap every every season somehow. It somehow put the Giants. It put the Giants in in the, hell this year because of salary yeah. cap. Yeah, but the Giants also they didn't have anyone. Yeah, and we had so much. Yeah, it was, and you guys had a ton of injuries. Yeah, but I think they'll figure. It I, out. I, I hope I, I have complete. This is the first time I think I've said this in the past seven years that I have complete faith in Joe Shane and Brian Dable to build me build as a team going forward. That whatever, like if you do what you want, I'll trust you guys. Do you think if say the Giants regress a little bit next season because yeah. they were not they were Rashid this year. Oh, by a, by a lot. Yes. I'm the first so to tell you. Giants regress, maybe get like six, seven wins next season. Get a little more cap. We have a lot of cap this year. Oh, you do? We have like $50 million. So there, There's cap this year. So spent. Saquon in a number one? There's a Saquon number one, and we need a middle linebacker. Beef up that defense? We need a middle linebacker. So you can't spend destroyed. money then? Yeah, I, I'm just curious where they're going to spend the money and how they're going to cap strip us because there's just a lot of a lot of our guys are free agents like Desiree Lawrence is a free agent oh, he's going to get paid yeah. Julian Love's a good cornerback I, I like him Xavier McKinney's coming up a little bit like there's guys in this team that are pretty good coming up for contracts I'll see where they go with it I'd be very surprised if they don't re-sign Saquon though yeah I, I wouldn't be as surprised I Joe Shane talks all offseason about how he doesn't want to run into spending and I, I like that I like that approach I like that cool calm build for the future approach it just worked for the Bills I just don't know who who could you replace him with, though. Running backs are replaceable, though. Isaiah Pacheco. That's true. That He also plays alongside Patrick Mahomes. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daniel Jones is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, He's good. Yeah let's, let's, yeah. let's go Lions. Let's talk Lions a little bit, then talk some offseason. The, the, the team of destiny yeah. this year. 
Shout out, shout out to the Detroit Lions. No one wanted to see them win. Oh yeah, Jared Goff, my guy. He's he's, he's a he quarterback. Had a great season. He had a great season. Jamal Williams. That's yeah. my that's my dude. Save me in fantasy. One yard Jamal. rushing yards. He got you. Save me in fan in fantasy. Save me from that spray tan. I owe I owe you. I owe you. So they started the season. What was this? One in one in seven, I think. One in six. One in six. Won their last one, two, three, four, five, six. Won their last eight to ten. Yeah. And they played that last game for absolutely nothing. They had no reason to even try. They had hook and ladder. Was there hook and ladder in that game? They had something crazy towards the end of the game. I remember. They ran the um. Yeah. Was it was the hook and ladder? It might have been hook and ladder. It was something like that. Some trick play. Yeah, and just ballsy. And they absolutely they just ran the Packers out of Green Bay. Made Aaron Rodgers look like an absolute fool, <laughs> and once again the Packers PR team was talking a lot of a lot of garbage before that game. Mm-hmm. And the Lions they knocked them knocked him out of a playoff spot. Yep, with absolutely nothing to play for. It was awesome. Dan Campbell has that team fired up. I am excited for the Lions next year. I think they're definitely a playoff team. They could challenge the Vikings for the number one spot in that division. Yeah, they absolutely. The division is going to be. Decent because we know what the, we know what the Packers are going to do, but like the Vikings are still decent. Lions will be good. I think the Bears will get better because they have they have a lot of picks, a lot of capital. Like Bears will be a better team next year. It's going to be a tough division. You know what's really incredible too? Looking at the the Lions losses this season, Week One, lost to the Eagles by three. Yeah, I remember thinking about the game. We were like excited about them. Week Week Three, lost to the Vikings by four. Week Five, or excuse me, Week Four, lost to the Seahawks by three. Played the Dolphins, lost to them by four. Played the Bills, lost to them by three. Those are not bad losses by any sort of imagination. We talked about the Vikings all year and how Liam will go on this, but how the Vikings won those close games. I feel like every year there's the teams who win those close games and the teams who lose the close games. And that's not consistent year to year. And I think the Lions could be the type of team that little luck next year and they win those games. We're looking at like... A fourteen and three football team because they had some convincing wins. They beat oh, yeah. the Bears by thirty one. Mm-hmm. Beat the Jags by twenty six. They beat the Giants pretty handedly. Yeah. They beat the Vikings later in the season. They're a good team. They are a good team, and they, they beat <laughs> they beat the Packers twice. Yeah. That's incredible. And when, when do you ever hear that? Incredible! So shout out to the Detroit Lions. They're on the up and coming. I'm I'm so excited for them next season. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Nice new teams. I feel like a couple of new teams in the NFC next year. Yeah. Speaking of new teams in the NFC, let's talk about some uh, some guys, some new teams that might fizzle out next season. Okay. Um, got some news today. Old man Tom Brady <laughs> finally calling it quits. So. What is this? His his third time retiring? Second, second time. Second time retiring? Yeah. It's a year ago today he retired for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Something with February 1st. So, the Valentine's Day in the air. He feels like, let me quit. Yeah. So Tom Brady's done. Obviously, great football career. I can't slander him on that front. No. But um, if you're the Bucks, <laughs> what do you do? They... they <laughs> What do you do if you're the Bucks? They're a bad football team. Tom Brady covered up a lot of holes in that team. He threw the ball 62 times in that playoff game. Dude's 45. He's 45. 
Tom Brady has a ta- like, Tom Brady has a talent. So I think he could have gone to another team, and like, I think if he went to the Niners or something like that, he could have still be amazing. Yeah, I think he's just got the talent. I think. Uh, I think, well, I think anyone could be amazing yeah. on the Niners. Yeah, we'll, we won't get into yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know what this team does. I think they are a collapse. I think they're gonna. There's not much quarterbacks available that are gonna want to go to Tampa. I don't think anybody wants to go to Tampa. They're gonna have to try to draft a quarterback in the middle of the first round. Maybe like Anthony Richardson, Will Levis guy falls to them. Do they have draft capital? Probably not. And. They probably don't have a whole lot of cap either, right? Nope. I know, and what's weird is that their defense f- seemed to fall off a cliff because I remember two, three years ago, their defense was absurd. What happened to those guys? Like Devin White, um, that other linebacker they had, they they had they had some talent on that defense that kind of just fell off, regressed a lot. I yeah. just, just had an amazing thought. Mike Evans to the Giants. There you go. That would be amazing. I think they're going to need clean house a lot. They have all their picks this year. Is it time for a Bucks rebuild? That's it. It's got to be a Bucks rebuild. They've got nothing on that team. And I think they need to trade their wide receivers, trade some of that talent, try to get some draft picks, and just I don't. I <laughs> they've got no talent on that team. As much as it pains me to say, and they're no quarterback, and they're not going to get one. The, their Tom Brady rental completely worked. They won a Super oh, yeah. Bowl, and it's like it, the Lakers a little bit right now. They trade that, that, for the, the championship. Yeah. And, you know, they succeeded in their goal because the Bucks weren't winning a championship without getting Brady because with Brady you bring in all these other guys. Mm-hmm. Now that he's gone, nobody has any reason to stay. Nope. So I think, you know, we hit the nail on the head. They have they kind of have to rebuild. Blaine Gabbert's currently the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. <laughs> with a washed-out Leonard Fournette and... Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. Yeah. And just about nothing else. Sweet. Yeah, I I think this team's gone. I think the the NFC South, once again, will be... uh, I don't know who's winning that division. There's lots to be figured out. Um, I've heard rumors of Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. Who knows if that happens. I still can't believe that the Ravens won't pay him. I cannot believe it. Well, you do see their argument a little bit. That it, his play is not sustainable. Yeah. But who are they going to find that's going to win them games like he did? But I don't think they can get I think who, a lot of teams... Who can they find that's like Lamar Jackson? He can win them games, but can he win them a Super Bowl? They're not going to win a Super Bowl with that roster anyway. They have they've no receivers. Without, without Lamar Jackson. What was the record before, before he got hurt? <laughs> and hey, with Tyler Huntley, they didn't... They play Lamar Jackson in that playoff game. They win. Maybe. I'm. Uh, you look at some of the mistakes Huntley did, where he tried to jump over the pile mm-hmm. on fourth and one. I. Uh, I don't know. This is one of the reasons why I'm so big on the Giants re-signing Daniel Jones because there's a lot of teams like this that like. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that don't have a quarterback. That's. I'm saying that's the one thing in this league. It's proven you need a quarterback to win. Yeah. I don't understand why the Ravens aren't didn't lock him down a while ago. It's it's I think it's the I think it's the theory that the grass is always greener on the other side. Good luck, because yeah. I don't know who you're going to find that's going to be better than him. And they are, they have a late round draft pick. You're not drafted quarterback. No quarterbacks coming here in free agency. I I think he's back next year on a franchise or something like that. But I don't know. 
I just don't. Do you think he was sitting out, or think he was hurt? I think I think he had to be hurt because fully like why wouldn't he play that playoff game? I guess hmm. because he proved it time and time again. He kept saying, "Pay me, pay me, pay me," and he played his butt off. Yeah, but Patrick Holmes just played through a high angle sprain. Which injury do you think was worse? Like, do you think do you think Jackson was hurt more than Mahomes was at that playoff game? I don't know, but Mahomes, Mahomes could have broke a leg. He's not sitting. Yeah, out. I don't know. Also, the Ravens they didn't have a shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. We'll keep it a buck. Yeah, that's fair. So that's true. I just I don't understand a, a QB like that is a rarity. Yeah, it is. I don't understand the hesitancy to not build around him, much less not pay him. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get him and AJ Brown, teams teams very different. I, I don't think wide receivers want to go to play with him. Wide receivers don't want to come to the Ravens. There's been plenty of free agent wide receivers, and you can't tell me they're trying to get them. If they are, that's their problem. But I, I don't think wide receivers want to come play with him. Because that offense is not built for a wide receiver. That's built true. for him. That's true. I mean, they won. If you look at that roster, man, five wins at best. They don't win playoff games every year. They can never win a playoff game with him. I don't. I don't. I think they. Has he won I a playoff think, game? I think they win this playoff game if they had him. I'm. I'm solely convinced. I watched a lot of them. Uh, that Bengals. That Bengals game. That was. Um. It was a lot closer than it should have been. He's won one playoff game. He's one in three. Bengals did not look good against against the Ravens. No, but it's, it's one of the things where I feel like those just rivalry games and it's two tough teams because the Bengals looked a lot better against the Bills. They also the had that that uh, fumble return. Yeah, ninety-eight yard fumble return. Do you like J.K. Dobbins throwing the quarterback into the bus after that? I don't like. He anyone. was pissed off. And I don't like anybody up. throwing their teammate under the bus. Yeah, I was annoyed about the uh, that Bengals guy who was screaming in the locker room about the that that rubbed me the, the wrong way. Yeah, because I agree. Anything you say nowadays, social yeah. media is gonna just take it and run. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Throwing your teammates under the bus is is it's just so selfish. I agree. I I don't know. I I'm a huge Lamar Jackson guy. I love the way he plays. I think he's great for the game. I just I just don't understand the hesitancy. I really don't. Yeah. I think, you know, having other wide receivers that are capable, decent wide receivers, I think his questionable throws and stuff, a lot of that would go away. I really do think so. Well, well, it would be easier for him to I, do checkdowns and stuff like that. Just like other players in other sports, I would be intrigued to see what he could do with a good wide receiver. I think that's totally. I wonder fair. how different he would play. I, I'll just, I just don't understand why the Ravens won't won't do it. But you know, mm-hmm. that's that's their issue. Um, we talked about Sean Payne earlier. Sean Payne, Payne signs with the Broncos. Huge. <laughs> I might Huge. be crazy and true it might come on next week and roast me for this take, but I think Russell Wilson played a lot better towards the end of the season when Nathaniel Hockey got fired. I think this team could turn it around next year with Sean Payne as head coach. I don't know how far I can project them to go because the AFC is ridiculously good, and that division and that division is yeah. still has Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I will never, never again yeah. bet against the Chiefs <laughs> winning that division, and I still think the Chargers with the talent can be number two. So I think Broncos could be round. I think the Broncos will finish above five hundred next year and be in contention for a wild card spot. That's I don't where think I have that, them at. I don't think that's crazy to say, especially with that defense. Yeah, and 
Russell Wilson played historically terrible. Yeah, and he, he's not that bad. Like, he, he, it's going to be tough for him to follow that up again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I think they, they should be in wildcard contention. And with Sean Payton, with the schemes that he has, and we'll keep it keep it a buck. The Broncos on offense, they, they have some receivers. Yeah. Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton. And Judy got it going towards the end of the year. Judy got it, yeah. As you well know. <laughs> Shout out. That's my boy. Um, but Russell Wilson, he's not a he's not a bad quarterback. He no. had a bad season. Yeah. A terrible season. He's not a bad quarterback. I think he bounces back. I, I think I think he has to. I think this is a great move by them. I know people are going yeah, crazy. Like 100%. three first round picks for Wilson and Payne, but like hey, you gotta stick to it now. You're in way too deep. You're in way too yeah. deep. It's a sunk cost. Yeah. You just gotta go ride it out. Personally, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I, I, agree. I really like that pick. I really like that pick because <laughs> we didn't have one this year. Is it a first round pick this year? That's a pretty high pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't have our pick because we got Chris Olave, but we gave up Gardner Johnson and our first round pick to the Eagles. It's okay. It's okay. Positive vibes. Yeah. You got another pick this year. Yeah, we got a pick. Um. Aaron Rodgers, real quickly. Is he going to the Jets? You saw Namath, right? He yeah. said he'd unretire number 12 to let Rodgers wear it. Uh huh. I've seen all the Aaron Rodgers loving Nathaniel Hackett it stuff. Would, it would be so perfect because the Jets are literally a veteran quarterback away. Mm hmm. And it's Aaron Rodgers. He's not just some typical run of the mill veteran quarterback. Mm hmm. So the, with, he's following with, at Brett Favre's footsteps. With some with some healthy players too, they get Brees Hall back. Man, that team's dangerous. The, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers are an AFC Championship contender. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because the difference that he brings over Zach Wilson. Oh my God. That's multiple games. Garrett Wilson. Four plus wins right Garrett Wilson is the number one wide receiver. Yep. Brees Hall is the number one running back. Yep. They have a decent offensive line. Great. Their defense, defense is amazing. They have a defensive head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. I know he didn't do well with the Broncos, but he did well with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I don't know. I think that team could be scary good. I totally agree. I think them. I think they. I with all of what's going on with Tua, if they get Aaron Rodgers, I think they're better than the Dolphins. Oh yeah, they're the second best team in that division. Yeah. And competing maybe against the even, Bills for one. Maybe even the first. Yeah, but Josh Allen did not yeah. have a great postseason, great end of the he season. He really didn't have that great year. He was injured. There, was, there wasn't just some yeah. shoulder injury that was bugging him, so he might get surgery and starts playing better. But he's throwing a lot of picks. I didn't realize he led the league in, in picks. Yeah, I, I, um, but I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me a lot. That's the way he plays, which, yeah. you know, we could talk about the Bills, whatever. But I think, you know, the, if the Jets want to turn this around, want to, this is a franchise-altering move. Yes. I think you have to do it with the other guys you have in place. It has been since 1969 that the Jets have been to a Super Bowl, let alone won one. You gotta go get them. Hundred percent. You gotta go get them. The time is now. You, you trade however many picks you want. Like I, I, that defense is insane. Yeah. The offense has weapons. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to do it. Mm hmm. Like look how good they were with Mike White. <laughs> Mike White. Mike effing White. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, last NFL thing before we go trivia question. <laughs> Is the Pro Bowl the worst all game in all sports? By far. 
It is terrible. <laughs> Tyler, if those you don't know, <laughs> Tyler Huntley is representing the AFC in the Pro Bowl. You know what's absurd? Huntley was voted into the Pro Bowl as an alternate in December. That was before he played more than three quarters on the football field. He was a pro bowler who played three quarters. What? You want to talk about something back? Just cancel the whole thing. Have them play dodgeball, you know. Have them do their kick, kick kick-tac-toe or whatever it is with the kickers playing (laughs) tic-tac-toe. That's fun. But, man, it doesn't matter anymore. Make it make an awards ceremony or something. Yes, just anything. Anything. I'd rather watch the guys play pickup basketball <laughs> than a two-hand touch football game. I'm serious. I think that would be a lot more fun. One second. I'm trying to find this. The, the, there's a number. All right. Ready for the quarterbacks who have more passing yards than Tyler Huntley? AFC? AFC quarterbacks or just? Yeah, yeah sure. Quarterback AFC quarterbacks. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Oh. Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> wow, third stringer there, right? Sam Darnold, Mike White, Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson. My God, how do they not get guys like Tannehill or Derek Carr in there though? Like I, no, Derek Carr isn't there. Derek Carr is one of the guys in it. He, oh. I mean, that says a lot too. Yeah, some other guys who were really bad and made Pro Bowls. Any Dalton was a Pro Bowler. Mac Jones last year, yeah. we thought that was bad. Huntley blows it out of the water. Trent Dilfer was a quarter. Was a Thing I don't even know. Jacoby Brissett should have been in there. Vince Young was a Pro Bowler. He had some good years. Davis Mills should have been in there over him. Derek Anderson was a was a. Oh my God! Here Man. we go. Right. Nick Foles. Nick Foles was a Pro Bowler. My God. Tyler Huntley ranked 48th in the NFL in both passing yards and passing touchdowns, and he's a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Some NFC guys are above him. The NFL is a 32 man. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Oh, God. Colt McCoy. Oh, Colt McCoy. Oh. Cooper Rush. Jameis Winston. <laughs> PJ Walker. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That... This thing is a joke. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> They're doing a flag football game this year, and I love it the Manning brothers are coaching this stuff, but, like, my God. I think you're having some golf event. I'd rather have them play golf or play basketball. They're playing golf. I think there's a, there's, really? there's a golf challenge. I'd want to see him play pickup. I think that would be fun if they played some pickup ball. Be a lot of fun. <laughs> be better Jeff- than <laughs> Justin Jefferson could definitely slam yeah, it down. Yeah, it would be better better than better than this garbage we're getting. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Okay. Trivia. NFL trivia question. Yes. We're back, baby. We'll see how you do with this one. Super a little Super Bowl stuff. Oh God. Since the eighties. Okay. Nine quarterbacks have won two or more Super Bowls. Yeah. Can you name him? Brady. Yep. Okay. Uh I'm trying to think. Peyton Manning, he won he won two. Yep, Peyton Manning won two. I'm trying to think of contemporaries besides Brady. That won the guys now. Nobody else is still playing. Yeah, I was gonna say Mahomes is going to win two. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope because I really don't want Philadelphia to burn down. There's one I'm really excited about. Oh, Mr. Eli. Yep. <laughs> um. Only one guy is still like recent. 
One guy's still recent. Re- like retired last year. Is it Big Ben? Yep. He's got two. So uh, the rest of the guys are in like the 80s and 90s. Um, you know the guys, though. Terry Bradshaw. Yep. Um, God, I'm bad with my NFL trivia. Am I missing obvious guys? Yeah. Two Niners. Oh, uh, Montana. Yep. Who's the other Niners guy? Steve Young. Oh, yeah, okay. Sound like an, an idiot. I uh, one Cowboy, one Bronco. Um, Aikman. Yep. One Bronco. Oh, yep. Elway. There you go. There we go. Okay, that was. That was pretty bad. good. That was pretty good. Good work on that one. Okay. Switching topics. Yeah. The association. Switching sports. Going to the NBA. NBA season has been fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. There is so much parody. A lot the, of parody. And I think it's so great for the sport. Um, but there, there are still some top dogs. Well, let's talk about the East first. And the East is, I think it's by far the better better conference. I don't think that's up for debate. Mm-hmm. The, really the top have, teams, the top talent there is You really far. have your top five teams there. The Celtics, who, to no surprise, are the one seed. They they just keep playing better and better. They've looked really good, and mm-hmm. everyone on their team complete looks good. team, complete team, great bench, Prob- probably deepest deepest team in the NBA. Yeah. Behind them, the Bucks two games back. Once again, you know Giannis, Middleton, Drew. Mm-hmm. They're but, quietly number two. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of talk about the Bucks this year. It's because, you know, it's, it's the Celtics and the Bucs. There's yeah. that's no surprise. Right behind them, Sixers, who have been unbelievable as of recently. And Bede, he had one of the greatest months we've ever seen. Averaged 34-point-something, 10-point-something rebounds. He's averaging 34 for the season, yeah, 10 I, rebounds, and 4.5 and assists. Absolutely, sir. Playing insane defense Almost two well. blocks a game. That Sixers team is going to be scary. You know, Tyrese Maxey is really coming to his own. Harden's playing well this Harden, year. Harden's playing very well. Very well. Tobias is even not doing too bad. And I hate to say it, Georges Niang has been really good for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyone's been playing good. Montrose Harrell's been a beast for him. Right behind them is the Brooklyn Nets. And I'll get into this in a little bit later. <laughs> and behind them by... Um, one and a half games is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have been. I feel like the Cavs skittish. have fallen off a little bit. A little skittish. They've had their injury bug. Yeah, injury bug has been. And they fell off a little bit last year. I think they still have a good core group of guys. They, but they're they're. I, at least in my opinion, I know you guys love the Cavs, but I think they're a, a step below the four. The four. I think so, but I think if there's anyone that we'll we'll, we'll talk about trade deadline and teams that need to make a move, I think the Cavs fit into that category. But I want to talk about the Nets. Mr. Kevin Durant, I owe you an apology. I'm playing, you know, I'm I'm really upset you got hurt because you were playing like an MVP this season and you were carrying, carrying the Nets, with amongst all this garbage that Kyrie's been doing, off the court, you know, all this frustration. You still have Ben Simmons on your team. You you were you were put in a tough spot and you've really battled through some adversity. Yeah. With that being said. We're only halfway through the season, so <laughs> once you come back from injury, if you start struggling, you know where I'm going to be. <laughs> I think this team, this Nets team, when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are healthy, even just one of them, 
is really deep. They have a lot of good role players. Claxton, the star. Nick Claxton is right now. He is the defensive player of the year. Yeah. Seth Curry's playing well. They got Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas has been playing great. Did you see that step back he hit the yeah. other day? Oh my gosh. They have guys throughout up and down this lineup. They, they are very deep. And that was a question they coming into the season. Yeah. Because when you have two stars, you need to have something around them. Mm-hmm. But KD has shown And the other guys stepped up this year, which they haven't they haven't done before. Like the last year was a problem. Like other yeah. guys were not stepping up. They're doing it this year. Yeah, Claxton was not last year what he is this year. Yeah. He is unbelievable this year. He's playing really well. He's he's adding some stuff on the offensive end. Rebounding's been amazing. Seth Curry had a 32 blocks. bomb the other day. Mm-hmm. Nick Claxton was averaging three blocks a game. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's nuts. And their defense has looked really good. Kyrie has been really taken, taken right in the ship for them as of recently. And we got to give a shout-out. Steve Nash got fired. Jacquan came in, and he's doing absolutely amazing. He's turning the team around. And we saw that clip, I think it was a couple weeks ago. It was before KD got hurt. Um, he drew up a play, game-winning shot against the Raptors for KD. Mm-hmm. KD said to him, let's run this for Kyrie, I think it would work. Jacques Vaughn, sure. I'll listen to my superstars. They ran it for Kyrie, game winner. They mm-hmm. win that game. You need a coach like in today's NBA, having a coach like that is so important. And it's it's not like a coach like Steve Nash where he just rolled yeah. over and whatever the Complete superstars wanted to do it. But like he drew up the play and he listens to the input. And you can listen to input from your star players. You don't just follow everything they say blindly. Yeah. There's a difference. And he's not do he's doing the better version of it. A cult culture shift. Because yeah. when he got in, this team really struggled. Oh my god, they right? were not good. And you know, they, they started got off little, the season terrible. Little time to to get to know each how he coached, his coaching style, mm-hmm. as well as how his players played, and they have been flourishing ever since. Oh, yeah. So I really hope KD comes back, and I want him to prove me wrong because this Nets team is so fun to watch. And KD's been balling this season. Yeah, he who, has who, been balling. Do you think you would have said that a couple of years? Do you thought last year, if you, I told you that this year, you'd be saying the Nets team are a fun team to watch? I, I wouldn't have believed <laughs> I just I love the way they get after on defense. Yeah. And the and, ball and movement, the, the skill they have on a Yudo Watanabe, he might be one of my favorite players <laughs> right now. Dude, dude, fuck. Dude strokes it. He absolutely strokes it from deep. He doesn't miss. No, he's, he's awesome. not. And he's going to be in the three-point contest. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, the, the, the three-point t- contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The All-Star Weekend, just, that, it's not an All-Star Weekend. It just annoys me. Yeah. The dunk contest. I, I, I guess I like the fact that Matt McClung's in it this year. So, Ryan, do you still have the C's coming out of the East? Absolutely. I think that's There's nothing that's changed that mind on that one. I think it's very – I think – I really do think it's a five-team race. I think anything could happen with these top five teams in a series. Yeah, that's true. But I do love Boston's depth. But I like Boston's depth. I like the Bucks' big three are great. The Nets have talent. I, I really think it's a top three. I t- mm. Can you see top the Sixers? Yeah. It's just every year they disappoint. Yeah, in the playoffs. And the way Embiid's been playing, it's just not sustainable. Exactly. Like I, I, I this <sighs> might be his best season yet, and he's not even what top. I guess he's top. He's probably five. top he's five, top five, in, five MVP, in MVP. But, like, but it's he's not top three. <laughs> no. Um, I think the Sixers could do it. I just would want to see a new little bit in the playoffs because they're still like not. 
stricken, but they, they have their top two of Harden and Embiid, and Maxi's a third. But they don't really have other guys who, like, Tobias Harris Tobias, every he once needs in a while. Step up. But, like, yeah. they're not as deep as these other teams in my mind. No, they're not. So, we'll see what they do. Um, switching over to the West, I feel like the West is a lot more wide open in general. West has two teams. Nuggets yeah. and the Grizzlies at the top. After that... Um, I think we've been talking about this, at least before break, we are talking about how like close the gap between not making the playoffs and being like a three-seed is. We'll just say this. The Clippers are the four-seed. The Lakers are the 13. They are separated by four games. Yeah. The Warriors are the five-seed. The Lakers are the 13-seed. They're separated by three games. It's absolutely nuts. The only team I'm really confident in the West... Is the Denver Nuggets? They have looked absolutely unbelievable. They built so well around Jokic. Jokic made has made Aaron Gordon look like an All Star. Yeah, receiver. Aaron Gordon's been playing really well. Dude, shooting sixty percent, uh-huh. and it helps because you have the best player in the league on your team. Jokic has been balling. Bruce Brown playing absolutely out of his mind. Jamal Murray. Looks like he hasn't missed a step. MPJ, he's he's been very hit or miss. But when you have a guy like Jokic, th- this team can win any game. Mm-hmm. They can. They have a superstar. They have guys around them. They have great guys around them. I believe at one point they had great a 15-game home win streak. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. They're 23-4 and four at home. They're absolutely cruising. The Nuggets are a tough team to beat. They're going to be a tough team to beat in the playoffs. And oh, yeah. I think they'll probably get the. I think they're going to lock up the one seed. I think they will in the too. West, and they're twenty three and four at home, twelve and twelve on the road. So that's huge for them. After that, the Grizzlies. You know, the Grizzlies. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. I don't. I'm not fully trusting them yet. Like I, I want to see them do it in a playoff series they, against yeah. good competition, sustainable competition in a seven game series. It's going to be hard. <sighs> My, but they have talent. I I just hate, and we we talked about this with the Bengals. <laughs> you can't talk. Grizzlies talk a lot of garbage. Every time they play the Warriors, they talk so much garbage, and the Warriors always put them in their place, mm-hmm. as they should. I love it. I, I don't understand. And the Warriors that. talk their stuff afterwards. Yeah. It seems like they never learn. Nope. Never learn. After the Grizzlies, you've got Kings at the three spot. Clippers, who've been playing really well recently. They were on a seven-game win streak. Clippers at the four. Warriors, Mavs, Suns, Wolves, Jazz, Pelicans. So in these, in these... Three through ten spot. Mm-hmm. Who out of these three through ten? Who do you who would you pick to have the best shot in making the Western Conference Finals? Three through ten. Yeah. Warriors. Purely based on experience and that they've been underperforming the entire season. Yeah. I, I don't think the Suns right now. I don't think the Suns have it. Not at all. I think the Pelicans are a dark horse. Because they're a little hurt right now with B.I. and Zion. They yeah. were playing well they, when they're they healthy. They lost nine straight. And they, they, were, they were number one seed yeah. when they were hell healthy. Exactly. So I think the Pelicans could be scary team to play in the playoffs. They haven't gotten the edge of experience. But I agree. The Warriors are probably the team there. Clippers are also intriguing. I heard a lot of rumors about Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet to them in the uh, trade deadline kind of thing. And Kawhi really has picked it up. Yeah, he has. And he's playing again. He, he's been playing, playing more often, yeah. which is... It's difference cool. maker. It's good to see. And it's nice to see them building chemistry on the court in the office. I know everybody talks about I'm one of them talks about the regular season matters much, and these star players don't care about it as much. But you need to build some chemistry going into the playoffs. 100%, because that's what absolutely destroyed them last yeah. year. Yeah, and destroyed the Nets. 
Mm-hmm. When they had a big three. I think, speaking about the Suns, I really do think that playoff series last year, I I think that that was similar to a Falcons 20-3 to collapse. Like, mm-hmm. franchise-altering loss. Yeah. They have looked terrible this season. Chris Paul, I know... I I was never that big of a fan of him. He has been atrocious this season. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has definitely fallen off a cliff this year. And, you know, Booker's been hurt. Shout out to Cub Bridges, though. Yeah. Mr. Iron Man. He's playing really well. He is playing very Only well. Only guy on the team playing well. And, once again, soft. Mm-hmm. Charming, ultra soft. Can't can't get it done. <laughs> and Booker's been hurt. Um, I'll, I want to talk about my team a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the Mavericks. They're... Uh, 27 or 25, 4 and 6 in the last 10, sitting in the 6th spot, tied for the 5th spot with the Warriors. Haven't looked good this season. They have one guy looking good. One guy looking good. And Re- two, Christian Wood. I'll give Christian Wood some shout out. Yeah, he's been hurt though. Yeah. It, injuries ravished this team. We were missing we were missing Dorian Finney-Smith and Kleber and Josh Green, who are three fantastic role players for us. And we were winning games at that point purely because of Luka. Yeah. But it's getting to the point now where it is just getting ridiculous. The dude's out here. He has to drop 53 <laughs> against the Pistons. The Pistons are the they are the second, second worst, worst team. team in the NBA. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I legitimately think if the Mavericks didn't have Luka... I think they might be the worst team in the NBA. They would be. There's no doubt about that. What he's done this season has been nothing short of incredible, but it has been the biggest carry job I've ever <laughs> seen. This team has no business being in a playoff spot right now, let alone being over 500. Yeah. I mean, no, they're, they're two games over, but... Is help coming? Cuban's got to do something. He has to do something. The problem is... It's been three years now, Liam. You've been talking about how Luka needs help. Every single time, he needs a small Dang. forward. He needs a second ball handler to do something. And the Bulls have those guys. I think the Bulls should trade those guys. I Even I, Ochi. Take Ochi and Nubi. But they want three firsts for him. Who is paying that? Why is this the market? And I blame... That, that's what I... I blame A-Rod. You blame A-Rod? A-Rod for paying five first-round <laughs> picks... For I love the guy, but a center. That's what I, that's what I was gonna ask next. That destroyed the market. Are we gonna see a blockbuster trade at the trade deadline? I don't think so. I think the pro- <sighs> because the market is the the NBA market is screwed up. People are asking for three first round picks for OG and Anubi, who is at best he's a great role player, but he is a great role player. You don't give up three first round picks for a role player. They're asking for this now. And I'm intrigued to see how the market changes when we get closer to the deadline. Because in the offseason, what the what the Jazz were originally asking for, for they got they got the five picks early for Gobert. But what they were asking for for Donovan was a lot more than they actually got for Donovan. Really? Yeah. I I, I don't remember the I don't remember the exact details, but I think they got more for Rudy than they got for Donovan. In that trade, that's, just because how things changed over time. That's crazy to think about. Because no one else is paying. No, we, they know the Timberwolves are crazy. So I'm intrigued to see if the market like it's gotta it's gotta soften. It's gotta soften. Because I saw a mock trade 
And I would love Pascal Siakam on the Mavs. And I think the Raptors are in a position where they could move some players, whether it be OG, Siakam, or Gary Trent Jr. But the mock trade was Siakam for Christian Wood, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., and two firsts. <laughs> how could we? How could the Mavs do that? <laughs> we give up our only young talent besides Jaden Hardy and Josh Green. We give away a contract dump in Tim Hardaway Jr., but we give up our second-best player in Christian Wood and two firsts for one guy? She, never mind. I just pulled up the Don Mitchell trade. They gave away Marketing, Sexton, three unprotected, four unprotected firsts, and two pick swap, two first-round pick oh, swaps. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that... They just... Danny Ainge, love you when you were at the Celtics, but he just destroyed the market with the Jazz. I don't know if... And I don't NBA think a trade can happen. Can So that's what I'm saying. Can a blockbuster trade happen now? I think DeMar and Levine are probably off the board because they're going to want more... They're going to like a similar package for Levine. If Gobert is worth five first-round picks... Plus, Le- plus players. Levine has got to be worth seven. And players. And that's why Kevin Durant <laughs> didn't get traded this offseason. Yeah. You can't move a guy for nine picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's. I, I think it will soften a little bit, and I think some of these guys. I don't think a blockbuster is happening. I just don't think so, because it's, it's just. But then the other aspect is, I'm not sure how many players are going to be available this trade deadline. I think the guys you listed right here: Demar, Levine, OG, Siakam, Gary Trent Jr. Those are just two teams, but, but I think I think those are just about the only good guys are getting traded. Because you look at the other other bad teams, I could see like a guy you, like D'Lo getting traded though, because I know. All right, maybe D'Lo. But you look at these other bad teams, like the Magic aren't really trading anybody big. No, Maybe Jonathan Isaac goes, but uh, I, I don't know. It. No, after after they just they invested him in for two years exactly. after the injury. The Hornets aren't trading anybody. The Pistons aren't trading anybody. Thunder, Blazers, Lakers, Spurs, Rockets. Nothing. Nobody wants any of that stuff. Maybe like a Josh Hart off the Blazers, but that's that's not like changing you. Then, yeah, that's what I the mean. The Jazz don't have any, don't have a lot of talent that's gonna be traded. I I did see something marketed. that said. Jazz would be open to trading Markin in, and I would I would understand why they would do that because Markin's value is probably at all time high right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to people are gonna like are gonna trade how much Markin. I'm not sure where the rat value is because I know I think basketball GMs are smarter than we think they are. And they a lot of them understand that players high and players low, and I don't know. It's just it's so weird. It's just not a lot of people being traded. So I think maybe you could find one because some teams just. Really desperate to do something. I think it's going to be a long time before we see a um, Sabonis Halliburton type of trade where both teams benefit. What about the Pacers? You think Pacers could be a seller? Yeah, because they've fallen off, but that's because Tyrese has been hurt. Yeah, I think it's it's purely hand in hand with Tyrese. Does being Buddy Hill ever get traded? They they talk about that a lot. And another thing I want to talk about was the Hawks. Hawks yeah. have been talking about trading John Collins for what seems like. Five years now. <laughs> when are they going to move the guy? The problem is they're eighth in the East, but they're actually not that close to a playoff spot. Not that close to like. I don't think they trade Collins in the during the season. I think Collins is an off-season move. If anything, it's just I don't know. There are a lot of teams that have been surprising this year, whether disappointing or surprisingly good. Whether it be the Kings, the Bulls, or the Hawks. Or anybody else. I don't understand how teams are going to stay, keep keep their core together and not try and make moves when teams like the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Bucks are just so obviously headed shoulders above them. 
Like, right now, if you're the Mavericks, how can you not make a move? I I think basketball, more than any other sport, has purgatory. And there's these teams 100%. that are just stuck in the middle. Like, they don't see them in football as much because football teams go up and down constantly. Highs, lows, not all in the middle. And you can win a football game any given Sunday. Yeah. Basketball season, season, because of the season and because of just the length of things, a lot of teams are stuck in purgatory. A lot of, I think a lot of owners are okay with that. Because you don't want to be bad, but you, and you realize how hard it is to get good. And a lot of teams are like, okay, well, we'll just have his guys. We'll get a couple draft picks. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. It just it makes me upset. I understand why they have to do it, but, but Liam, honestly, like if the Mavs get – all right, let's go crazy. The Mavs get Levine. Are they a championship team? They are they being the Nuggets? Are they being the Celtics? Are they being the Bucks? Hey, they made it to the Western Conference Finals with a team last year that had no business being. There. I know, but all right, if they go to the, if they go to the if they go to the finals, let's say they get to the finals, and they're playing the Celtics, Bucks, Nets. If they make the finals, oh. I th- I could. If they make the finals, first of all, Luca's averaging forty five. I know, but that's that what point. I'm saying. Like, like, I feel like a lot of teams are like, no. yeah, we can make one big move, but is that really pushing us over the top? I think with a star player like Luca, you have to at least try because right now he's going to leave. He's going to leave in twenty twenty five. I think you need two star players. Maybe they get one now, but I think they need to get one in free agency. What's really upsetting is they had spot. They had a spot this off season to go out and get someone, and I mean they got Christian Wood, but now they're not even going to extend him. Really? Yeah. Mark Cuban needs to open up his pocketbook and spend a little because. I, I sent you guys this graphic. Yeah. Over the past five seasons, the Dallas Mavericks has been dead last in the entire NBA in spending. Dead last. And they have a top... They, they have arguably the best player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> the only team that I can see making a blockbuster trade, because I think they literally could be a another star player away, is the Clippers. I think the Clippers, you really? throw another star player in there, because you, the, you already have two stars with PG and Kawhi. If they can add a good point guard to that rotation, I don't think they need a star. I no, think but they, a, they need a, a solid, yeah, a upper level like a, a D'Lo, a D'Lo trade could be it. I know, the, obviously, this, is, this isn't happening. But like a guy like Brunson, if if a guy like Brunson went to Clippers, shout out Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's been all star this year. We're gonna get into all stars, but we'll talk about that. He's yeah. an all star this year. But if they got a guy like Brunson, the Clippers would be nasty. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they could get though. Like, I D- Kyle, I've was seen not, Kyle Lowry rumors. I've seen Fred Van Vliet rumors, but I don't think Fred Van Vliet's being traded. They just signed him to that big deal, yeah, yeah. too. But the Raptors are in not good. It really does make it interesting because I don't know if teams are going to blow it up because who's going to want to trade three picks for a role player? Who mm-hmm. I'm If I'm... As much as I would love to get a guy like Siakam on the Mavs, I can't give up three players and two picks for him. No. I, you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't sell your soul for <laughs> for one guy, which for, might it's not Siak- putting you over the edge. Siakam's going to be a free agent too. Exactly. So that's why I think Siakam's the guy who get traded more than anybody else because he's going to be a free agent and his value is probably a little lower. I'd trade him for Tim Hardaway and Davis Bertans in a pick. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. You would? Would the Raptors take that trade? I don't see the why the Raptors wouldn't like at this point because I don't think Siakam's back next year. I think. If you're the Raptors, you just you literally have to get the best trade available and just pull the trigger on it. I that's what I'm hoping. I think right now the Mavs are one of the only teams in the market for a guy like Siakam. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see. Um, other news: Do the Lakers? Lakers are somewhat contending now. They're getting closer. Do we see a pivot? You think? Trading possible six man of the year, Russ. Maybe there's been talks of trading the king, which I don't think would ever happen. I think that's way too much money. Yeah, I don't think they get traded the king. I don't think I don't think they can make any moves. No big moves. Because I don't think anybody's gonna really want to go after Russ. Yeah. I don't think anybody's team that's gonna want Russ or will take on Russ won't give them anybody who's gonna impact them this year. No. You you won't get a young you won't get a young talent for him, that's for sure. No. It's gonna be a contract dump. Exactly. But I I do like that they went out and got Rui. Yeah, I think that was a really that was good, good pickup for him. Solid guy. Solid move. Nothing big from the Lakers. But I think they're just gonna they could, status quo sneak in as a play. They could team, sneak maybe. into the play-in. Yeah, that's the that's their ceiling though. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Um, we hit on will we see a blockbuster trade? I I just I don't know. It's so odd. Let's yeah. talk about all stars though. Yeah, let's go all stars. Let me go a little college basketball before we have to wrap it up. Um. All-star things were announced. Let's start with the uh, starters. I know Liam's quite upset that Embiid was not a starter. It doesn't make any sense. In today's game with the quote-unquote positionless basketball so, that... I have a question. Are, are you more mad about the rules having two guards and three forwards? Or do you think Embiid should have been a forward starter over the three guys who were chosen ahead of him? I think Embiid could have been a... Yeah, Embiid could have been a forward starter. So you you think he you think it should just they should get rid of like the position requirements? Hundred percent. I think they should get rid of it on all stars, and I think they should get rid of it on NBA all all yeah. NBA. Teams. I feel like I, I'm 100%. more than overall agree with that because I I don't think if based on the current rules, I don't think it's a travesty that Embiid's not in there because you have Giannis, KD, and Jason Tatum, and who you put it over? Who you put Embiid over? You could, I think you could make an argument for any of those guys could start over any of those guys. Exactly. There's, there's three out of the four after going there. Whoever sub got snubbed was going to be a debate. What's going on with how Embiid has been – he's been snubbed from a couple things. There's been a lot of discussion of him being snubbed over these past couple of years of things. Just to not have an all-star start, like, come on. Yeah. You can snub somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how the role player reserves, the reserves get filled out. In the uh, All-Star game. So what do they got? Is it eight more spots eight now? Eight more spots. Okay, let's see. I think it's two starters, three... Sorry, two two guards, three forwards, and two random guys. So, in the East, what, what is it going to be? How many guards? Two guards. <sighs> see, it just doesn't make any sense. Three forwards. It has to be positions like that. And two uh, overall guys. Doesn't make sense. Um... Guards. Jalen yeah. Brown still got to get one. Jalen Brown, hundred percent. I think Halley Halliburton, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Is he healthy? No. Right. I think Brunson. I would love to see Brunson. I don't know if Brunson gets it. Harden probably. Yeah. I guess those are my four. Who else guard in the East? No, that guards in the Brunson. Not Trey Young. Trae Definitely Young's not, not Trey Young. Um, forward wise. I'm intrigued to see if Julius Randle gets in there. I think he's on the cusp. Yeah. He's on the um, cuffs. There's a... Let me pull something real quick. Maybe... I'd love to see DeMar, DeMar get in there, but... DeMar could get think. in there. Um, Bam Adebayo. What about Bam? Bam. Maybe Butler. Could see Jimmy. Siaka, maybe? 
I think Siakam has to be an All Star this year. So I really do. One guy I pulled up real quick was it's his his things are Joel, Bam, Siakam, Brown, Harden, Brunson, Halliburton. So who do you leave off? Randall. I guess I'm okay. And with I think that. I'm okay with that. That's and tough, Jimmy Butler. Have That's Jimmy Butler. so tough. Yeah. But like somebody's gonna replace Halliburton, so they'll probably get in there anyway. Yeah, that's it's true. like that's the D. They replaced like there was a controversy last year, and they replaced like nine guys. Yeah, exactly. Year, so it, it, it doesn't really matter. They're gonna get in there anyway. Um, looking at the West, who who are the stars for the West? Luka Jokic was Curry in there? No, Curry wasn't a star. Uh, maybe he had was. to be. Wait, sorry, here we go. Curry's West Zion. Conference is LeBron, Doncic, Curry, Zion. Jokic. I think that's perfect. Obviously, you could make the case for Jaw being in there over, I guess. Uh, Western Conference three. Reserves, ideas that I have. Jaw needs to get in there. Yep. I'm thinking Dame should probably get in there. Debatable. We'll see. Shea. Yes. The lock. Shea, Shea uh, I, think I, should, I thought he should have been a starter over Curry. De'Aaron Fox. 100%. Sabonis. 100%. Marketing. Yes. Paul George. Is that the is those the spots or those? No, it's just your ideas. Other guys not getting in there. Devin Booker, AD, Booker's, Anthony Edwards. Booker's not getting in there this year. Anthony Edwards could it has a debate. And has been there. he's been good this season. He's been good. Yeah, I think Fox and Sabonis need to be in it purely because the Kings are a three seed right now. Yeah, I agree. That was unthinkable. Yeah, at the I beginning agree. of the season. I, yeah, this is, I'd love to see Laurie get in it because no one thought the Jazz I think, would be. I think Laurie will get in there. I think, I think Damian Lillard will probably get in there. It's, it's, it'll be interesting. I'm intrigued to see when it comes snubs. out. Yeah. There's going to be some snubs. But yeah. everyone's going to get in anyway. Cause exactly. People will just say, oh, I'm hurt. Whatever. Yeah. Um, would you like to talk a little college basketball? I would like to, yeah. All right. Um, the basketball. <laughs> It's not been the best year since we've been on. We've kind of fallen off a little bit. We knew this, though, coming in. Injuries. Injuries. Injuries make a big part because Justin Moore is back. It was great seeing him play. And that game, I know we lost, but the offense just looked so much better. Everything looked so much better with him on the court. Like, we looked settled. He was bringing the ball up. Ken Wilmore had his best game with Justin Moore back. Everybody just plays better than him around. We were a different team. And he didn't shoot well. He, he's he's going to take some time to get back in the game. He's been out for a while. Like I'm intrigued to see how he does against Marquette tonight. It's another big game. But we we have the chances. We have enough chances and games to play that if we win a bunch of big games, we could be looking at a tournament team. And we really haven't gotten destroyed this season. No. It seems like every game we play in, regardless of who it is, is uh-huh. an absolute dogfight. I think Justin Moore will help us win these close games. I I really think so because the team we've been so aggressive over these past couple of weeks, and the team just looked different with them out there. Yeah, Cam Whitmore. I really hope he doesn't get drafted because he is one of the best players I've seen play in a Villanova uniform. Which frustrates the most about about him. What frustrates the most about him? And you you said this when we went to the game. The backdoor cuts. He gets beat nonstop on backdoor. It's just because he's young, but he gets beat him all yeah. the time. He's young and th- he's young that, and it's gonna happen. I know, yeah. but it just frustrates me a lot when he gets constantly beat on them. It's the um, he's, 
he has all the physical yeah t- tools and he has the skill. It's it's the mental. He's got the NBA he'll, talent, he'll, and he'll, he'll develop that mental. Yeah, and he gets better every game. Hundred percent. Oh, he does. Yeah, and that Providence. He literally had a statement game against Providence. Yeah. He was Providence, shooting the ball a lot better. Providence is a great team. Too. Driving. They're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Big East is incredible conference this year. Yeah, and that's, that's what makes us have a chance because our next two games, we have Marquette at Marquette. We have a game at Crane who are borderline top 25 teams. The Big East has four top 25 teams and another one that's Crane is knocking yeah. on the door. Is it crazy to say that if we're healthy – I think we really do have a shot at winning the Big East tournament. I really yeah, do. Yeah, we always play well in MSG. I, there was a stat. Did you see that? We're, we're, St. John's. We're the best in MSG. <laughs> we're the best out of, since like 2017, out of any team across any sport. 28-3, I think, is a record in MSG. It's ridiculous. So like, I think we have a chance when we go into MSG to win the tournament. I think if we get on a nice little roll here, we can get into like a five-seat spot going into the tournament, 5-6. Not to play a playing game. I don't know. I think we have a chance. And, you know, we've been helped out a little bit with teams like UConn struggling. UConn is struggling. But other teams like Xavier have looked incredible. The the, the problem is when we played we play this tough, tough stretch against Xavier and Marquette because we both played home games. We played home games against them over break. Over break, yeah. With not a lot of, with not a lot home of home section, crowd stuff. Yeah, that, that, the sound at Wells Fargo this All weekend... When Justin Moore got announced, oh, I don't think I could hear his name goose, be announced. Goosebumps. I don't think I heard his name. I hadn't heard that place was, that loud. It was so loud. Since Kansas. and Yeah. Since that Kansas win or the UConn win last year. Both yeah. two wins, but I felt like it was, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. And I think we got to play a couple tough road games. We still play Creighton here. We play UConn here. We play mm-hmm. Seton Hall here. We've got games we could win. I really do think we, this team could make a run. Yeah, but I want to see. Uh, the other thing I want to see us to do is we play DePaul coming up at home. I want to smoke them when Jay Wright's <laughs> getting some award yeah, ceremony and, Brunson. and Brunson's getting his jersey retired. Like, please smoke them. <laughs> we play Butler at home. Butler's get, we lose, gotta wipe them. Butler's lost three straight games by more than twenty points. They're getting smoked by everybody. Please just smoke them. Yeah, we need some big wins. We play Seton Hall twice. Seton Hall's not a great team. We can beat Seton Hall. I need some big ones against Seton Hall. Yeah. I think I really do think we could do it. But if say we play well rest of the season, but say we make it to like the biggest championship and lose, do we do we get into the tournament? You think? It depends. If if we can win, we have we have away games at Marquette. We got to beat UConn. At Crane still, I think we have home and away at Crane. Yeah. We have a home game against UConn. Like if we can win some of these games, like the road win against Marquette tonight, that'd be a huge win. Yeah. Huge win. Away game against Xavier, another huge win. Split the home and home against Crane, sure. We need to beat UConn at home yes. here. And we went out. We got a chance. Because, I mean, that Villanova name, that that does. That the name's going to get something. And we get to the, if, if we like go into the bit. tournament and we get into like the uh, biggest take... tournament and can beat a couple te- beat two teams and lose to like the champion like in- get to the championship yeah. I think we got a chance I'd take a 12 seed right in I would take that all day I don't care where we are yeah. just give me a chance it's not the NIT please <laughs> not, not the, the NIT. NIT so we ran a segment last semester um, where Sean read off some some great names in the NFL um, now I was watching Texas Baylor the other day. Great, great game, by the way. And one of the guys on Texas was absolutely balling. Number 10. 
His name, Sir Jabari Rice. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a great name. So I, I texted my father about it. Shout out to mom and dad. I know you guys are listening. Um, I texted my dad about it. and He sent me a list of the 50 greatest names of college basketball players that played in the tournament last season. Okay. So Sean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple names. I want you to tell me if these are real names or not. Now I'm gonna make a couple up. Okay. And some of these are gonna be real. Okay. We'll start off we'll start off easy. We'll start off easy for you. You probably heard this one before. Boogie Ellis. Easy real player. Real player. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Beautiful. Let's see who else we got here. Tony Tony. Tony the Tiger? Like, what is this? Tony Tony. Tony Tony. Tony Tony is a real player. Correct. He played for uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Wow. He was great. These are top 50 best college basketball players of all time? Top 50 best names that appeared in the tournament oh, okay. last, cool, 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 cool. last year. So oh. This is just from last year. Last year. All right. Yeah. All right. Tony Tony. Okay. Don't remember him. Interesting. <laughs> Jay Kiss. It's gotta be fake. It's gotta be name. a fake name. Fake name. Okay. Good. I uh, I combined two guys there. <laughs> Jay Powell from Jacksonville State and Peter Kiss from Bryant. <laughs> good names though. I will, oh, this, this one you know. Leaky Black. Yeah, <laughs> we love Leaky. I love Leaky. He's great. Great player, great name. Okay. What about this one? Wooga Poplar. Wooga Poplar. Go real, it gotta be real. <laughs> it's gotta be real. It's gotta be real. Played at Miami. That's insane. <laughs> Wooga. What are parents naming that, their kids these that's days? Sick. Isn't that sick? Wugar. Okay. How about this one? You gotta name your first kid that Liam. Hero Booyah. No. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. There's nobody named Hero Booyah. <laughs> okay. But there is a guy in San Francisco named Jamare Booyah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Imagine it's... being the announcer for San Francisco. My God. Booyah I'm for lose, three. Wait, who's the, I'm losing the name of the announcer. Who's the announcer who says bang? Oh, Mike Breen? Mike Breen would go crazy with Booyah. He would. He would. Booyah, bang. <laughs> Great Oxen. No. <laughs> no. No. No, there's nobody named okay. Great Oxen. But there is a guy named Great Asabar from Montana State. <laughs> Gotta say I'm perfect so far, Liam. You've, you've, been, you've been good. You've been good. What about... um? Oh, you, you've heard this guy. A cock, a cock, yep. Yep. Big Georgetown guy. He Was not, Was he in the tournament last year? Was he a um, transfer? Maybe he, was transfer. A U, he was on UConn last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Little inter-Big East transfer stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, quick, quick shout-out to Georgetown for getting their first win in uh, 27, year, yeah. 27 Big East games. How about this? Cam McGusty. No. It's a real name. What? Played for Miami. No way. Yep. McGusty, Cam McGusty, <laughs> isn't that awesome? Actually, coming over the covering over on the boat from Ellis Island, you get to Ellis Island, they're like, "Yeah, you're not saying it's McGusty now." I, I'll take it, Kobe Buffkin. Kobe Buffkin, yes, real name. Played for Michigan. Wow. Um, we'll do a couple. We'll do a couple more. All right. <laughs> Legend Geeter. Legend Geeter. Yes. <laughs> Real name. <laughs> I actually feel like I've heard the name. Is he is it a big is it a big I school? I think he played for, wait, I, I gotta I think it might have been Providence. Hold on. 
Yep, Providence. His wow. First name is Legend. Legend. That's awesome. Geeter. That's awesome. Wow. Flo Thamba. Thamba. <laughs> Flo Thamba. No. <laughs> yep. What? Played for Baylor. <laughs> it's not Mo Bamba. It's Flo Thamba. Could you? Uh, could That's you, my father's personal favorite. <laughs> if you're an assistant coach at Baylor and you go to Scott Drew, you're like, I found this great recruit. He's giving me the future of our program. Flo Thamba. What are you, what are you doing? Like, it's ridiculous. I think that sign him right there. <laughs> that is a sick name. We'll do one more. Okay. 